Amen. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your presence. Now, why is it that we are making a lot of ado about this voice? Huh? Why? Hello? What is it? What are we? What is it that makes, I mean, it's a bit much. No, it's not much. If you understand what we're trying to do. Lighthouse Chapel is a denomination. Amen. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 18 from verse number 17, he God was talking to Abraham and the Lord says, shall I hide from Abraham that which I am about to do? Shall I hide? I, shall I hide? Knowing, the next verse, uh, knowing that um, or seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and a mighty nation and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. Watch this. Now, God says that I have revealed my vision, what I'm about to do. He's doing some great things. He said he cannot hide it from Abraham. Abraham was a father, a father of the Jewish religion, a father of a denomination of religious people serving the Lord. God called them aside to serve him. He started with Abraham. Every visionary that is going to be great, God speaks to them and seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and a mighty nation. Ladies and gentlemen, Lighthouse is a great and a mighty nation. And all nations of the earth shall be blessed. And we're already in more than 90 countries and going we are in every continent, almost every... When God realizes that a visionary is about to do that, he's seeing, he reveals things to them. He reveals things, what I'm going to do, this place, this continent, this thing, this books, write these books. Seeing he shall become a great and a mighty nation. Ladies and gentlemen, that is a reason... Why the next verse is important. For I know him, I know Abraham, that he will command his children and his household after him. And they shall keep the way of the Lord to do justice and judgment so that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he has spoken concerning him. What does that mean? Ladies and gentlemen, If you don't understand this, you will have a controversy all the time about the way we do things in Lighthouse or UD or UO. You will have a controversy, sorry, all the time. This is a system that God operates. When he sees, he has a vision to create a great and a mighty nation of people who will affect all of the world. He needs an Abraham who God knows that he will command his children after him. What he's doing. He said, you two, you must do some. In the ways of the Lord. He will command. He will not ask. It's a command. Sometimes we are very strong in UD and UO. And it can make you look, what is this? Why are they forcing me to be a pastor? Why are they still forcing me on what to preach? Why are they telling me to catch the anointing? 
Why are they asking me to do quiet time? Why are they asking me to pray? Why? It's not like that in other churches. Because the commission is different. This is an Abrahamic type of ministry. Will the Lord hide anything from Abraham? Seeing, because the Lord has seen that Abraham will become, should become a great and a mighty nation. That will be a blessing to the rest of the earth. Therefore, we need a man who is commander. Who will command his children and the command is on and the strength is on. So sometimes you feel the strength of the command. You feel the pressure. You feel that is the reality. Because this one is not like Dr. Nosh said, we are not running an Uber. We are running a train and it's a fast, speedy train with multiple multiple cars. He said, they don't call it what? Carriages. It is not, it is different. We have now got 36 denominations. Yeah. We've got Reverend at 36 denominations. Gone were the days we had only UD and UO or, or Lighthouse and First Love. It's gone. Gone were the days we had just uh, 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 Master Seed and Lighthouse and it's now 36. And there are denominations. They are all, all under UD and UO. And ladies and gentlemen, this, the Bible says, he called Abraham alone, one man, and he blessed him and anointed. He said, Abraham is a commander. Look, Abraham commanders his children and his household after him in the ways of the Lord. To do justice and judgment. So that the Lord will bring to pass the things he has said concerning Abraham. It is one. So this voice is important. When you have a moving train, the head is one. We don't have one head here, one head in the middle, one head. The head is one. Jesus Christ himself said it in John 10 verse 16. He said, other sheep I have who are not of this whole fold yet. Whom I must bring that there will be one, they will hear my voice and there will be one fold and one shepherd. One shepherd. Yeah. He's a shepherd of our souls. But he has created these denominations but the principle is clear. The principle is clear. The principle is it's a family business. Jesus Christ was told. He came. Luke chapter 2 verse 14 says, did you not know telling the parents that I must be about my father's business? So you see, this thing about Abraham, about lighthouse, about it's a family, eh? It's a family with one father who is commanding his children after him in the ways of the Lord, so that he being a mighty and a great nation the Lord will bring to pass that which concerns him. And you are part of those children. The Lord for him to reach the world, he has to anoint you. He has to anoint you. He has to send you. He has to send that. And I don't blame you that the pressure is on you because you are a child. And you are part of that covenant. Yeah. And you have to do your portion. You can see the work is going here. The work is going on here. It's a spiritual thing. And it's an Abrahamic anointing. Not everybody has it. Not every church has it. Church of Pentecost has it. 
James McEwan came and then he passed it on to other people and the church is running, affecting the world all over the place. It takes a commanding leader. It takes a commander who makes things happen, who is hardworking, who is enthusiastic. The world will call it choleric, but spiritually, he will command his children after him in the ways of the Lord. So he was a pastor. You can see everybody can become a pastor. Everybody work for the Lord all day long. It is because of the commission that is upon our ministry. And don't doubt it. And don't let people deceive you and tell you it's a cult. Why is it that they have Sunday, maximize Sunday usage? It's important. Why is it that they're having camps? It is important. Why is it that they're having books? It is important. Why is it that they're saying five to seven? Everybody preach this message. It's important. It has to be guaranteed. One, why is it that everybody has to cast the anointing? Because a train must have one head. Otherwise, it will derail. Otherwise, it will derail. If you don't get that understanding, you will always be conflicted and confused in this system. Why are there instructions here? Why are there instructions there? Why is it that they are telling me to do this? They are telling you to do this. But there must be a central control. Somebody has to command. The word is command. Command. He will command. And the Lord is happy about it. He said, I know. I know Abraham. I need somebody who will command. And I know I'm looking for somebody that will make a great and a mighty nation. That will bless the whole earth. And I need somebody who commands his children after him. I have been commanded and I like it. If somebody didn't tell me put fire on my bottom, I will never become what I should become. The fire that was put on my bottom made me sit up and your reaction to that fire will determine how far you will go with that commission. It's the truth. It's the truth. And so let's understand it that way that we are a big family of people And the Lord, knowing that, he accepts the command. Let me tell you, David could not do it. He failed woefully. David loved God, but he was not a commander. Yeah. Abraham was. His children stayed. in it. When Lot was misbehaving, he said, please, nicely as it is, find your way. I will train people for myself. You are helpful. When we come, we're few. I needed your help. If he's going to bring conflict, please step aside. Step aside. Let me carry on the vision. And he trained an army in-house. Yes. Servants armed and trained in his own household. And look, now he even went to save the people, the lot and his people, eventually. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the case. And we need to, Reverend Jesse, say amen. We need to start understanding that this is the, the principal part of the operation of the church that we find ourselves. We need to learn to understand that this is how it is processed. This is how the processes go through. Amen. If it was an Uber, it's just a matter of get this and it's done. You can make a U-turn, you can make an S-turn, you can just even stop. You can't do that with a train. You will bring confusion. There must be control and the control must come from the head. The anointing, the oil is only in the head and it drags everything along in the same direction. 
in the same direction. The oil is in the head carriage. Yes. And the driver is there. And he's commanding and pulling. His command is pulling the rest. And we're all coming along in the same direction. For I know Abraham that he will command his children and his household after him. Oh yeah. That's a family business. That's where when people with one head, one carriage, one source of oil, one engine, one rail, one rail, one rail, one rail, one direction. We're all headed in the same direction. Come along. And if you decide to come along, you will see to be easy. The engine in front will carry you. You will be using the same oil running as fast as the head oil. Yeah. Headed in the right direction, ladies and gentlemen. I have not ceased to see the vision of that. That is how it's supposed to be. And it's a command. And it's a command. Listen, let me tell you. For those of you who don't command your children, there will be chaos. A foolish son is the calamity of his father. And this guy called David, very good heart, but he wasn't a commander. He spoiled his children. The Bible says, I believe it's in 1 Kings chapter 1. And verse number 5, I believe. 5 and 6, check it out. This man, if you can read the message version, the message version, 1 John, 1 Kings chapter 1 and verse number 5. 1 Kings chapter 1 and verse number 5 message. At that time, Adonijah, who was a son of David, eh, whose mother was Haggit, puffed himself up saying, I'm the next king. He made quite a splash of it. Keep going. He made quite a splash. His father had spoiled him rotten as a child. Never once reprimanding him. Besides that, he was a very good looking man and would have been next in line after Absalom. Watch this, eh? The father did not rebuke him, did not command him, did not set rules and regulations and this guy was spoiled rotten. If he was, he had a father who could command him, he would have become, he was a fine looking gentleman who was fit for the next king. In other words, you may be fit for pastoral kinship, pastoral anointing, but if you don't get a commanding father, my brother, my sister, you will not amount to much. You'll be spoiled. Look, I know my people, my friends, who were SU leaders in schools that day. I was nowhere near SU. I was a bad boy. I was raised in a nightclub. I did not have any of this. What I had initially was a Methodist boy who, even if I don't come to church, nobody knows. There was no command on my life. There was no rebuke on my life. There was no correction or reprimand on my life. And I was sports rotten in terms of Christianity until I entered Lighthouse. Ladies and gentlemen, and then the first ministry shepherd told me, I must come for ministry meeting. I must come for AOFM. I must come for outreaches. And when I'm not in church, they are finding, why didn't you come? I was even bought a Bible with my, my elective money, some money that I made somewhere. And it was a dick. They forced me to buy a dick Bible. When I came back from electives, I was poor and I needed money. 
I said, this Bible is $67, man. And I'm hungry. I used to have a Bible that my, my, my grandmother's engagement, they used on my mother's engagement. And I said, these scriptures here are the same scriptures in Dick. Why should I spend six? I was about to sell the Bible so that I'll eat. I was like, Esau, what is a Bible when I'm about to die? What is a birthright? That was my birthright. That was my birthright. I was about to be spoiled until I met a ministry shepherd who was a commander like Bishop Dag. He told me, if I dare sell that Bible, I will see what will happen to me. Yeah. Tell somebody a command was given. I shook. The beloved was telling him, why are you treating this young Christian like that? Stop. Be soft on him. He said, please, there's no softness here. He's about to sell his Bible. There's no softness here. I am telling you, look in my face. If you sell this Bible, you will see what I'll do to you. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I went in hunger in a forced, forced uh, fasting. I took my Bible under my armpit. I cast my tail in between my legs. I walked attention to my room almost in tears. I looked at the Bible with hatred. And I looked at my ministry shepherd with fear. Hate and fear had filled my heart. But because of the command, I could not react. Yes. Somehow I found food to eat. Somehow God provided. Because of the command, that dick Bible was used. Eh? All my early scriptures, all my this and things, I found it from there. Underlined and, 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 and penciled and highlighted or highlighted, whatever they call it, all that, if it wasn't for a command, it wouldn't have. Ladies and gentlemen, fathers who command can also offend. In lighthouse, because of the command, you can easily be offended. You can easily be infuriated. Whenever you see that, remember, you could have been spoiled rotten. Remember, whichever church you used to be, you never rose to this level because there was no command. They left me to do what I want to do. They left me to my devices and I was spoiled rotten. So whenever you feel pressure to do something, like the questions you're asking, I'm a lay person, I do this, I do that. What's that? It's called pressure. It's a sign. Except the corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abideth alone. But if it die, it bringeth forth much fruit. Come on. Pressure. Darkness. You feel like you are losing your life. Disintegration. It's necessary for fruits. Anybody who is not put under pressure does not become fruitful. Anybody who does not get put on the ground. You have to be humble to put on the ground. Look, we've been there. I've been rebuked. I have been rebuked. I have been corrected. I have been faced. I have been offended. But I looked and I said, yes, in spite of all these offended, what have I become? Is that not a testament of the fact that the rebukes are working, the corrections are working? Why should I fight it? I needed a command. Reverend Martin Lawson, the way you are, you, I see you. Who can command you? 
Who's your boss again? You need somebody to command you. Come for this meeting. You need somebody to command you. Join the prayer. You need somebody to ask you, why did you not, when was your hour to pray, where were you? Why were you not there? Yeah. Pressure. Instruction. I remake, they say, in share. In share. Pressure. Hey. Where are the numbers? Where are the numbers? Where are the numbers? I am giving you three days. Monday, you come and the numbers are not. This meeting is canceled. And they produce fruits. You bear fruit under pressure. Look at that man. The man, one person said, hey, you could be quiet like that. We never saw him. In our meetings, he's the loudest. For those meetings, he was quiet like a mouse. We were interviewing a lay president. And this man really tormented the lay president at the interview. That man took the retaliation when he saw this man was quiet. The man said, Reverend Chidi, I didn't know you were quiet like that. The thing you did to me at the interview, now I've got you. Come on, where are the numbers? And the man will repeat, where are the numbers? And the Reverend Chidi will scratch. I said, ah, you can stammer too. Now we see you stammer. Pressure. Look, all of you here, if you had not been so-called commanded to become a shepherd, to become a pastor, to become a reverend, you will never have been. I'm telling you honestly. If you had not been sent out, almost uh, uh, ejected to go and start a church. I remember when I started my first church, it was not my desire. I, I too known, my too known, I went, I had come for a nice interview in America and I was, I had been accepted into a program it was 1998, December, watch night. And Bishop was preaching. And he gave vision. You know, have a financial vision, have a marital vision, have a spiritual vision, have a, uh, a professional vision. And I told, I came, and I told Bishop, Bishop, I think I have a financial vision, I have an academic vision, career vision, all these things, marital vision, but I don't have a spiritual vision. Can you help me? After watching night preaching, too known. I won't go and sleep. First of January, 1999, about 1.30 p.m., a.m., then he held me. He said, from today, you are not in this way. Go and start a branch and dance so much. I said, what? I'm just going to America in six months. Then I asked, can I go with my wife? He said, no. So am I going alone? Yes. What? No, I retaliated in my heart and I went and searched and searched and I came and said, I didn't find a place. <laughs> Truly, I didn't find a place. Then he said to me, we have started a nursing school, Lighthouse Nursing School. Use the premises. Use your facilities for start your church. Now, what can I say? Yeah, that's serious. So, that was a command. I know Abraham that he will command his children after him in the ways of the Lord. So he commanded and suddenly 
I had to start with the baby chairs and all that. Ladies and gentlemen, now I got involved. Then we went to hire some chairs from some mechanic, fitting mechanic. I used my beetle to open his mouth like that in front. I parked the chairs. And because of that, no, the, 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 the engine was at the back. And then the, the trunk was in front. The hood. How is it called? Yeah, the trunk. So the boot was in front. So I parked the thing. Oh, when it opens his mouth like a snake, it covers the windshield. So I can't see. So I made a seven and I put my head out there and I'll drive. I'll drive. Ah, using this I, because of the chest. I'll tie it. I'll go and start. But gradually, gradually, by the time we realized we had no, the chairs we rented were not, only 20 chairs. And the church was growing. So I went to the, the bishop said, my chairs are finished. So I thought maybe you bring me back and send somebody, whatever. He said, oh, take some of our chairs. And when I took some chairs, I rented my own rented, and I was taking the chairs. Reverend Imaru stopped me. He was the administrator, full-time administrator. He stopped me short in my steps. Church was getting there. I said, Reverend, Bishop said I should come for it. He said, no, we don't allow that. This is what we do and we lose the chairs. You have to have a written something, 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 something. Listen. I told myself, what is this? I rushed to Bishop's office. I couldn't find him. And I just sent a message to him. And when I saw Reverend Emmanuel was going to the office, I ran away. I stole the chairs. Yeah. I stole the chairs away. And later on, Bishop told him that don't stop him. I said, you see? You see? Don't stop my command. I went with the chairs. By the time I was leaving, there were 50 members in six months by the grace of God. I never knew there were 50 members in my bosom, spiritual bosom. That was how I learned how to start a church. Mechanics. Recently, I saw somebody who told me that he was, who was, who told me that he was actually came to that church. Reverend, it was you. Yeah. Reverend Nana. He came to spy. He said, hey, there's a church here. I was, he said, ah, oh, you are the one who started that church. Yes. Recently, when I went, it had become cathedrals. They called all the bishops and things. Come and see your founder. Come and see your founder. Two cathedrals have come out of there by God's grace. It's a command. I did not know, but for that. So when I came to America, I had rehearsed. Ready. So when they told me to go to Bronx, it was not a problem. It would not have been. He will command his children and his household after him. Ladies and gentlemen, that is how the Lord is bringing about his vision. It's through a command. Here, the instructions are strong, but they are not meant to hurt you. They are meant to bless you. They are meant to make you relevant to the entire mission of God. They are meant to put you in line with the vision of the Father. Yes. It's not meant to hurt you. And the Bible says, how did Abraham do it? He lets Lot go. And Genesis chapter 14 and verse number 14, the Bible says that Abraham heard that there was an issue. And you know what he did? What did he do? He led. And when Abraham heard that his brother was taken captive, he armed his trained servants born in his own house, 318 and pursued them unto Dan. And you know the rest of the story. He trained soldiers. They went to rescue. Ladies and gentlemen, so this is a command that is given 
We train people in-house. This is part of your training. That question you are asking, how can I do this? How can I cut the anointing? It's part of your training. It's part of your training. Lay web movement is part of our training. Conferences are part of our training. In the name of Jesus. In-house. We never hire pastors with a professional degree to come. Where are you going? That's not how God did it. God did it with the family. First of all, when God wanted his family to work, he called Abraham. He called Abraham. God is into families. And he brought Abraham into family life. And Abraham took from his family. Who is going to be the next bishop? It's among lay people. Yeah. It's lay people who become full-time, full-timers who become bishops. Like Reverend Steve Poku has become. He was a lay president. He became full-time. Within three months, he be from lay person to full-time, full-time to bishop, bishop to convener. Clap for the Lord Jesus. It's a triple jump. That must tell you that your lay is not uh, uh, non-scoring. Everything you are doing counts. Oh, I'm sure that if these lay presidents become full-time, they'll become bishops. No doubt. Now, lay president and lay pastors are, are actually heading, uh, what is it called? Cathedrals. Part of the training. In-house. Everything you're doing. The anointing you are catching here. The anointing you catch from flow. They are all part of the training. Which church will the pastor come and pray on, on is it on Mondays? Tuesdays and on Fridays and ask you to come and join and pray. It's a spiritual command. Understand it, flow in it, encourage yourself in it and convert to be part of it and bring on people, provoke others to join. Yeah. That is it. It's a fast moving train with multiple carriages. When it passes here, it will take a long time before it gets finished. Yeah. That's how it is. You have to understand the principles. And it does family. It is family. It takes family to do that. It takes family to do that. It takes family to do that. I said it takes family to do that. It takes family to do that. It takes family to do that. And therefore we must understand. So servants armed and trained in house is part of our modus operandi. Yeah. Therefore we need to be trained. We need to be trained in the anointing, catching the anointing, trained in prayer. All this softy behavior must stop. Yeah. We used to have must know scriptures. Where did they go? They must return. Must know scriptures. Most of the why is it that we were trained in a hard way? Now you are training people as if you are grandmothers. Yeah, the way my mother trained me, spanking me, making me my father when I'm going out and having done my my chores, he would take my hand and swipe it on the window. When dust comes, says I have not done it. I have to try it again. He will wait till it's almost time, and then he will call me. Then I'll miss my bus and I'll take a, 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 a dollar van or trotro and I'll go. 
And I will never do it again. He did it intentionally. I felt he hated me. But now I realize, no, he doesn't hate me at all. He was laugh. So I'm training my children that way. My mother would spank me anything in sight for my behavior or misbehavior. But I was shocked. When? Look at how I become. Look at how I become. Nice, proper person. Spanking. Commanding. One day, my son, I was kneeling down. I was, I mean, praying, bowing down without a shirt. And then my son kept walking back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And then he came. When I finally got up, he walked to me, Daddy, there's a mark on your back. There's a scar on your back. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, I've really forgotten it. I saw it's there. So how did it happen? And so my father spanked me. Ooh. Then he walked back. He went about 15 minutes later. He came to me. Daddy, because I taught him about foolishness is bound to the heart of a child. And the rod of correction will send it far from him. Then he came back to me. He said, Daddy, I know what this scar is about. I said, what is it about? And he said, I know. <laughs> he said, I know why you're a doctor and a pastor. He said, tell me. Because the foolishness came from here. Wow. <laughs> the foolishness came out of you. It, the foolishness came out from, this is the ejection wound. The, the, this is, it, the, the foolishness came out of this wound. I said, my son has understood spanking. He understood. He said, that's why you're a pastor and a doctor. What? The foolishness ran out from here because foolishness is bound to the heart of a child and the rod of correction will send it far from him and they'll become somebody. Spiritual foolishness is in the heart of most Christians and it takes somebody with the rod and the staff who can command to get something good out of you so become somebody in the future. All of us have become somebodies in the future. The people who were super Christians when we were in school find them, they are nowhere because they didn't get a commander. They didn't get a father who will command them like Abraham. They didn't get a bishop, that type of person. The man is full of fire, full of passion, never relenting, moving and commanding to move. Yeah. He sent me a text today. My prayers and blessings are following you. Yeah. I said, thank you, daddy. The rest I won't tell you. Yeah. The only difference, they did not get somebody to command them. Begin to appreciate a command. Begin. Otherwise, you'll be spoiled, rotten. Nothing will come out of you. It came out of here. But what do we find? When I send my children to their grandmother, grandfather, even the spanking was a form of a massage. I don't know what happens to our mothers when they grow. When we send our children, they spoil them rotten. The same mothers who spanked us. I don't know whether they are afraid to spank our children or our children have a, a, a witchcraft manipulation on them or they are trying to respect us, somehow they become softies. 
Or maybe they get tired. That is how some of you have become. You are not training the church members the way you were trained. You are not bringing them to all night. You are not causing them to fast. You are not causing them to memorize scriptures. And what are they becoming? The night schools we went. The root congresses we went. The camp meetings. Where did they go? Where did they go? All these scriptures that I'm quoting. Without looking in the Bible. Most of them. Was, remember Steve, you remember? Most of them were in those. You remember even, even shuffling conferences? When, when, they reach, when they rebuke you a little bit, then you are angry. Why are we stopping it? Why the softy kind of training? Trained. Look. A, a, a country is only as strong as the proportion of its military men. Yeah, I'll say it again. A country is only as strong as the proportion of people who are trained to be in the military. Therefore, the strongest country on this earth has never changed. It's still Israel. Still Israel. And it started with Abraham. He started training in-house. It hasn't changed. The Mossad is still the strongest force in Israel. Everybody is trained to fight. Not even one is left out. It starts from there. He started, Abraham started commanding and training people. They still train. We have been to Israel three times. Everybody carries a gun. Everybody. It's only the priests who are doing this. He said, we don't have time. We are praying 24 hours. Power and wisdom at work. They are there. Rabbis put their thing there. And then praying 24-7. Their gun is their Bible, is their Torah, is their prayer manual, and they are there doing it. Those are the only people that are exceptions, men and women. Unless you don't turn 16, you are trained, trained in-house. Everybody can shoot if there's a war, and everybody knows it. And their Mossad is made up largely of volunteers, lay you will never know who they are until you attack. Yeah. That's how Israel is. It's still the strongest nation. So the more people we train, the stronger we become. The more people we train, the stronger your church. In Jesus' name. Yeah. And next is America. Who have trained and recruited people. Many Ghanaians who go to America who don't have school education funds, they sign up in the military to be trained. And they give them citizenship and they train them. You are called the reserve. If something comes out, you will see how people will arise and fight. Therefore, that nation is safe. China is doing the same thing. India, on the other hand, have only 3%. They are a huge nation, but they are not strong. As for Ghana, it's a joke. <laughs> the least said, the better. I have the numbers. I have the numbers. How many of your church are trained in-house? You are just interested in amassing souls and amassing church members. When there is war, how many will survive? And it's worse even now that COVID has come. We have learned how to relax without going to church, without going to prayer meeting, without doing anything. And we have slumped into a set of backslidden pastors. 
we blame it on church members. But as a priest, so the people. Anytime you point to the church members, four fingers are pointing at you. I take the blame when there's a problem in the church. We have to rally to train. Train with the manuals. Train with the messages. Go back to the root camps. Train with the scriptures. If I had time, I would go through servants armed and trained. There is a whole amassment of messages on Bishop Deck's website. Many of you don't even know it. All the videos, all the camps, all the messages arranged beautifully audio and then video. Bishop Doug, Doug Heward Mills audio.org. Doug Heward Mills video.org. Doug Heward Mills books. And, and then when you go to the, each of them, there comes, there are special messages. There are Tuesday messages, impartation, special services, Christmas messages, impartation, all arranged so beautifully. That's a father who is giving all the equipment, trained and armed not just training, but arming us with what it takes. Clap for the Lord Jesus. So, you ask, why all this noise about one voice? This is the reason. Why we say catch the anointing? This is the reason. Why they say we must do everything like a franchise, do it the same way this is the reason. We are not running an Uber or a taxi. We are running a fast moving. It's a train. It's a train. It's not even a bus. It's a train. It's multitudes of buses and carriages coming with cargo. With speed. And we are carrying substance. May you be a, a shepherd of substance, a pastor of substance, a pastor of the word, a pastor of knowledge, of wisdom. Malachi 2.7. It says that the mouth of the priest, the priest's mouth must keep knowledge and the people must seek it from his lips. For he's a messenger of the Lord. A priest's mouth. But what are we doing? What are we doing? Even in our global exam, these days pastors don't write. You make sure your shepherds are you. You abstain. You are in vigilator. How can you do well? How can you do well? We brought art of leadership. Our church member said it's too big. It's too big. It's too big. We've divided it in two. Chapter 1 to 65 and chapter 66 to 127. No problem. It's too big. No problem. We'll do it. It's big. I understand. But we're on it. And after that, we'll add mass no After that, we'll add mass no scriptures. We are not, we are not going to become grandparents who have become tired of spanking, tired of training, tired of this, tired of that. No. Soft, stop the softy type pastoring. And let's go back to the way we're trained. Let the nice schools reappear. Let the scripture memorizations reappear. Let us have camp meetings. Let us have root camps, root congresses, root rallies. Let us play games with scriptures. 
You quote, I quote until nobody can quote again. Let them listen of messages and catching anointing. It used to be hanging, hanging. Now it's not hanging. We have airports and air whatever, whatever beam and thing here. Just put it in. When I am scoping, my, my airport is here and my mask is there. I'm praying and I'm listening to messages. There is no waste of time at all. My mind and my heart is on what I'm listening to. I'm a priest doing late job looking into your rectum. My colonoscopy. But I work to live. But I live to serve God. So as I'm working, I'm preparing my, my service of God through what I'm praying in the tongues, through what I'm listening in my ears, through the anointing catching, and I have, ah! When we come today, I'll show you how to steal time from the world by the grace of God. And let's become lay people, spiritual, trained, armed with prayer, with word, with books, that we read. Let us be equipped with information. How many of these books do we have? Have we seen this? Do we know what Macarius is now? Most of you know Macarius 60. No, it's just a cake. It's gone. We have Macarius 1 to 50 and we have Macarius 51 to 100. And all the new books are from 51 to 100. It's in there. And now there are even more. We don't know it. Amass knowledge and wisdom and understanding. Yes, you can't read everything, but are you even making the effort to read at all? Which book are you reading? Which chapter of the Bible? Are, I can tell you, I'm reading Zechariah at this time. My last book was, was Ephesians. Before that was Songs of Solomon. That's where I found um, Luke, listen. There goes my beloved. He is coming. That's where I found it. Whatever the coming means, it's, it's up to you. There's a coming. There is always a book of the Bible I'm reading every day. And a book from Prophet. If possible, a book from another author. I can't read all by bits and pieces. Bits and pieces. And the most beautiful thing is that podcast, the daily podcast. That has, you know, you can't read everything, listen to everything. But daily podcast, what it does, it samples out the most potent of the messages in the week. And it puts there. It makes our work easy. The person who asks, how can I listen to the messages? Listen to the daily podcast. It will give you the most powerful, the most, the highly recommended, the most impactful of the messages. And when you can just run through the daily podcast and just keep it running, even if it is said that you will catch something by all means. Clap for the Lord Jesus. So, because of all this, there is a need for a certain loyalty 
to the head train. We must all rally. If there is a deviation from any of the cars, it can derail the whole movement. So before I go, I want to share with you those that don't leave you. Clap for the Lord Jesus. That's the last part. few minutes and then we go. Those that don't leave. I'm not talking about those who leave you. I'm talking about those that don't leave you. And then we'll go. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Are you tired? That's the only one and then we'll go. And we'll come in the night by the grace of God. You have some rest, okay? At least two hours rest. By God's grace. Or three. You want two or three hours rest? You should say that no rest. <laughs> we'll give you three. Why not? You deserve it. Tell somebody you deserve it. Those that don't leave you. Those that don't leave you. Mm. Oh, yes. John chapter 6. It's a blessing, oh. It's a blessing. That even as lay, God can put oil on us. From verse 63, John chapter 6 from verse 63. It is the spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profiteth nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Watch this. But there are some of you that don't believe, that believe not. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believed not and who should betray him. And he said to them, therefore said I unto you that no man can come unto me except it were given unto him of my father. For from that time on, many of his disciples went back and walked no more with him. Judas was not the first to wrangle. People left the church before Judas left. Many. He had first 6,000, I mean 3,000 or 5,000 from Chapter 1 of chapter, um, verse 1 of chapter 6. You, it was at the end of it, it was left to 12. Many left. Then Jesus said to the 12, will you also go away? Will you also go away? Then Simon Peter answered, Lord, this is a buffet of answers that come to those who don't leave. This is the heart. I'm explaining to you the heart of those who don't leave. Those who don't leave. I have another towel inside here. Those who don't leave. This is their heart. So those who leave we know. We know the book. Those who leave you. But those who don't leave you. Those who don't leave you. 
One time I went to preach somewhere, I think it was Achimota, and then my towel got finished and I put it there. One bishop saw the picture, he said, Could Jolin say you have spot your pictures? Nice conference. You have made it hammock. You are hanging clothes on the pulpit. And it's in the pictures. <laughs> oh! So because of that's when I remembered and I took it off quickly. He said, I've des- desecrated the pulpit. I've made it hammock. Clothes hanging. I'm hanging my handkerchiefs and clothes on pulpit. So, I remembered. Listen. Those who don't leave. Look at the answer of Peter. A conglomeration of answers. Then Simon Peter answered the heart of everybody. He said, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. And we believe and are sure that thou art that Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus answered them, have I not chosen you twelve and one of you is a devil? He spoke of Judas Iscariot, the son of Simon. For he it was that should betray him, being one of the twelve. Ladies and gentlemen, so those that don't leave, eh, they are categories. We already know the book, those who don't who leave you. They are gone. You know, in and in one way, you don't benefit, not that you don't, you should know those what it means to leave. But what will will immunize us is if we haven't left, how we to develop our hearts well to bring to pass what the Lord wants to do. Yes, how should we behave? We who don't leave. I know that UK, some people have left. So has been in, in America and in Ghana. Many have left because of these rap shake voices. No problem. No problem. It's a shaking. But we are here. What do we do? Those who don't leave you. The first category are those who leave and we know that already. And the Bible says in 1 John 2 verse 19 that they were, they went out from us because, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not of us after all. So this is when people leave. I don't worry too much. I try not to push them out. God forbid. But when they leave, they were not of us. The Bible says they went out from us, but they were actually not of us. So remember what it means to leave. It's a sign of hypocrisy that you were not all along with us. Bishop just preached a message that Judas actually stood where he belonged just last Sunday. He stood with the people of the opposition. Mm, They went from us because they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us, no matter the problem. But they went out that it might be made manifest that they were not all of us. Not everybody that was here was with us. They just saw a little opening and said, ah, I'm going to take advantage of it. Yeah. New Living Translation speaks of it even better. New Living Translation. It says, by the New Living Translation, these people left our churches but they never really belonged with us. 
Otherwise, they would have stayed with us. When they left, it proved that they did not belong with us anyway. Clap for Jesus. It's hard to leave a church if you really belong. Those who live, they really didn't belong. So let them go. But we who are left, what does it mean? The first thing is the first group. So those who leave you is the first group. Then the next group is those who claim, to whom shall we go? On the surface, it looks like a great statement. We don't have anywhere to go. It's like you are the only person. You are the only person. When my wife looks at me and says, I mean, I had no choice but to marry you. It's like there were no alternatives. That's why I married you. If you think deeply, that's what it means. To whom shall we go? To whom shall we go? To whom shall we go? What are you saying? In other words, I just don't know anybody else I can go to. Yeah. Therefore, I'm stuck with you. Therefore, I am caged with you. I am arrested here. Some people are in marriages. They feel trapped. He said, I backed the wrong horse. But God doesn't like divorce. And at this my age, I can't do anything. I have two children with you. It's going to be hard. And they are in. My mother once told me, I am in this marriage because of you children. I felt pity for my daddy. He said, in one hand, I adored my mother. He says, look, if I stop this marriage, it will be a broken home and I don't know what will happen to you people. I will stay in this marriage for you. I knew a little more, so I I looked. I congratulated her for the bold move, but I pitied my father. Yeah, I didn't ask. I couldn't ask my mother, you blowing and things. It wasn't my mother. Are you, you, when was the last? It, it was about my pay grade. Yeah, too high for me. Yeah. Yeah. But I could see my mother sometimes sleeping in that place, sleeping in that place. And there was exercise, you know, but how can I ask? Exercise not yourself in matters too high for you. Yeah. But some of us, if you don't make your heart well, you will be entrapped. It's only the reason you are here is to whom shall we go? In other words, if I only knew somewhere else to go, I would have gone. One person who was, you know, uh, one orang who left our church in America and a friend, orang, and a friend was asked, so why are you still here? He said, I have no place to go. I have no, and that guy caused us trouble, eh? I had no place to go. That is the category that causes most trouble. That is the category that are formed the fifth column amongst us. When, when these unfortunate brothers were posting on Facebook, we will be having a meeting and the content of the meeting will be on Facebook, although we just started. And we could see somebody, they call them Mitch the Snitch. If those, those of who read, Mitch, the, and he said he had the rap shaking, he had, he had 45, he said he had 45 informants from within. Yeah. Yeah. To whom shall we go? Some of these people are trapped in because 
they have no place to go because they don't have the confidence to leave because perhaps their children are pastors and therefore when they leave, it will bring a broken home. Perhaps they want to leave but their spouse says, if you leave, the marriage is over. To whom shall we go? To whom shall we go? They are there because there's financial gain. My employer is in the church or my workers are in the church or my my beloved is in the church. We are not married yet. To whom shall we go? They are in because I've invested too much. I'm too old. When I go to another church, how shall I fit in? To whom shall we go? Yeah, to whom shall we go? Purify your hearts. If you are in it, be in it properly. To the very end. A son is forever. John 8.35 A son is forever. And the servant abided not in the house forever, but the son abided forever. That's why I explained to you, this is a family thing, eh? This is a family thing. You have to learn to enjoy it. To whom shall we go? They are a very dangerous group. Most faith columns come from there. They are a group of burden orangs. Orangs. They usually manifest by passivity, coming to meeting late or not coming at all. And when they come, they sit at the back and they make comments. They run through the seven stages of disloyalty almost to the eighth. Some are passive, some are offended, some are critical, some are, you know, uh, they just don't, haven't reached the open rebellion. They manifest various things. Mm, Memory and complaining things. That's how they manifest. Listen, and such people, it's so difficult. You know, when you see such, sometimes you have pity for them. The way they will talk. Do you know that when Peter lifted up the sword to cut, he did not cut the ear of Judas. That's what he should have done. That is what he should have done. Or cut his nose off, or his mouth off. The mouth that kissed Jesus. But he cut the priest servant's ear. The poor priest servant. Why? Why? Because it's very difficult to recognize those people. They look like they are with you, but they are not with you. They pretend they are with you, but they are not with you. The way they are positioned, you have pity on them. You see them, and you are opening up. You are fighting. You can even collect, give me your spear, let me cut this person. Meanwhile, the spear of Judas that you are collecting to cut the servant, it is a spear of opposition. And they win your affection. And they are there and you can, because of their long-standing nature, you can even share secrets with them. Yeah. Judas was standing there as we were fighting the servant, cutting and fighting, not knowing the person in our tent. is the He was even allowed to kiss the head pastor. He was even allowed. And he knew exactly where we met to pray. 
At what time we were, he knew the place. He knew our finances. He knew a lot of things. But to whom shall we go? Was operating in his heart. To whom shall we go? He was not happy in the church. Talk to somebody if you are not happy, my dear. Don't be quiet. Don't be quiet. And when people talk to you about that, my beloved, don't be quick to push them over. Galatians chapter 6 is verse 1. That says that if any man is overtaken in a fault, ye who are spiritual, restore. The word is restore. Not even rebuke. Restore such a one in the spirit of meekness. Considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. It's not every potential orangu that will become an orangu. Sometimes tamper them with some love and restore. Try and restore. And when they are restoring you, obey, comply, flow, flow. When they ask you questions, don't say one person asks uh, ask questions, says that it's personal. I, I have no answer. Don't ask me. No comment at this time. Oh yeah, these are the answers. I, I'm not comfortable talking about it. I'll talk about it with somebody else. Open up and talk. Yeah, and talk. One day, I opened up to Bishop Dark. I was very angry. Yeah, I've done some things too. Very angry. I said, Bishop, is that what you're telling me? Is that what you're telling me? Let me tell you this. Hey, Kojolinsi. Oh, yeah. I remember where I was in New York. Let me tell you this. Your wife says this about me. And then my wife also agrees about me. I won't say anything. But let me tell you, I never said any of these things. And I want them to call them now. And for me to talk to them. I don't like what I'm hearing. I don't like what I'm hearing at all. Bishop said, could you calm down? I said, no, I'm not coming down. And why should I... Why should I come? This is not true. Where's my wife? You come here. Did you also say that? My wife said that he's, he's coming to America. I facilitated it. And I said, okay. I said, no, I didn't say any of such things. Hey, it was fire. Too known. Could you say? Oh, Lord, forgive me. Eh? Forgive me, okay? Forgive me. And as they were talking, talking, I am one. No, we should. No, I won't come now. We need to talk now. Yeah. I'm being accused. Hey. I'm being accused. He was in my house. Hey, there was fire. And I talked and I talked and I talked. He said, could you calm down? He said, no, no problem. I talked. And then he started talking to me. Then he said, what do you have to say about this? Then I talked again. Then my last statement, Bishop, if what your wife is saying is true, what my wife is saying is true. Only God knows. But all I can say is time will tell. It's okay. It's okay. Sometimes to vent. Rather than to bottle. When you bottle things over. The devil is in control. When you vent it's in the light. Something can be done about it. I'm happy that I vented. I told Bishop. Only time will tell. No problem. If you say I shouldn't talk about it again, no problem. But God knows it. 
and time will tell. Recently, it was, it was brought up. He said, could you time has told? <laughs> Clap for the Lord Jesus. Time will tell. Time will tell. At that time, I felt trapped. I said, if there's a kind of accusation that's going to come to me, then I'm not going to be a part of this church. To whom shall we go? But my wife was deep into it. My wife-in-law was deep into it. My brother-in-law was deep. My whole family was deep into it. To whom shall I go? I am telling you that it's not far-fetched. It's happened to your convener. Possibilities that it has happened to you. You've been there before. How many have been there before? Yeah. You felt like leaving. Only to whom shall we go? To whom shall we go? Some, somehow you say, how shall I eject? What am I going to say to get out of here? Oh, all, my, all your friends are here. Your reason was all your friends are here. Some, this is my life. I put too much of my life in. I was just thinking about, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you, your son is a, a, a lay president. Yeah. Reverend Chidi. Yeah. So how can you go? To whom shall, my son is a lay president. Yeah. One day, one day, they were at the airport. And then, you know, they like each other. So they were traveling together. And then he carried the two passports. And as they were going, he just gave them, in Las Vegas, he just gave them the airport, Las Vegas, gave them the passports. And then they looked, and they still looked at the two of them. Then they stamped, they stamped. Ah, you are traveling with your son, eh? And, <laughs> and then this man began to jump. No, I'm not. He's not my father. He's not my father. He's not. And this man said, oh, he's my son. No, no, he's not my father. He's not my father. Love of Jesus. Reverend Hey. In Las Vegas, when they landed, they're stamping. Oh, they looked at the two. Oh, okay, you're traveling with your son. You're coming to Las Vegas with your son. And he just said, yeah. No, no, no. He's not my father. She's not my father. <laughs> wow. Nice official. To whom shall I go? My son is a lay president in the UD. What shall I, what shall I do? What you do? What you'll do? Now. Now. When you do that, look, Psalm 55 verse 10, New Living Translation. Watch this. What happens is dangerous. It's very dangerous. Psalm 65 verse 10. New Living Translation. It says, day and night, look at such people, how they behave. It's walls patrol day and night. Eh, the walls, you are patrolling your walls, you think you are safe. Are patrolled day and night. The church's walls against invaders. You are put, it's the same way that sometimes you lock your children in the house, you think you are protecting them, but the internet is training them. And I want to say over here, all its walls are patrolled night and day against invaders. But the real danger is wickedness within the city. For those who have children, when I was raising my children, I never gave them a cell phone and internet access beyond five. When you come from school, you are on your phone for one hour and I collect it. It's mine. I bought it. I bought it. And I keep it till you are going in the morning and you go. Yeah. Yeah. 
No television in the week. Weekend, you can watch all television you want. The phone. And when I want to keep the phone and you, it's four. We come from school at four. At five o'clock, the phone is there. If you miss it by one minute, I take it one hour. You miss one day. The following day, you will not have a phone. If you miss it two hours, you have two days off. A commanding father. Five o'clock, they run and they put the phone there. It's there. I don't need cameras. Yeah. And it has helped. Some of you don't know. I saw one of my church members, a teenager's phone, seven and a half hours with a boy. Yeah. Erect penis pictures of that boy. What they did through the phone for seven and a half hours, only God knows. You know, there's sexting. I don't know how many times they came that night. Seven hours. Yeah. Their phone was all scruffy with what kind of fluids that were there. Yeah. Yeah. Ejaculating on screen phone. Yeah. You don't know what your children do, eh? They bring the vagina close to the screen and the penis close to the screen. I'm telling you, I, I'm, I have some in my church. Yeah. Phone is here. Penis is here. Vagina is on the other side. Only the screen. If they can break through, they would have broken through. And so by the time you really look and you do chemical testing, it's spam on the screen. It's not, the screen is not broken. It's spam that has con- become concrete. You don't know. All you who take your children for um, overnight, what is it called? Sleepover. Never do it. Never do it. Never do it. Look, and let me tell you the most dangerous. And oh, sleepover is a girlfriend. My daughter is going to a girlfriend's house. That's how they become homosexuals. I have some in my church. Lesbians. They squeeze vaginas, nipples, buttocks. They drink vaginal juices. Girl to girl. You don't know. You think you have a virgin. They are worse than people who have had sex. Overnight stay. Sleepover. They will come back and they are spoiled. I don't do sleepovers. You can say I don't trust you. Oh... You don't know what happens when you sleep. One of the children, the face is like an angel. But the wickedness, wickedness. In this day, did you know that because of these homophobic things that they talk about, now they keep in the, I told one girl who was Lesbian in with because of sleepover, she became a lesbian. And we found out we were dealing with it. And I asked her, So what where, where were you doing it in school? Were you doing it in the bathroom with your girl to girl thing? Or where were you hiding in the bushes? So oh, no, no, no. That's disgusting. He said, she said, We don't do it in the bathrooms. It's disgusting. Everybody will see it. She said. The teachers have been told that it's homophobic to, to frown on girl-to-girl or boy-to-boy relationship. So now, 
we openly do it. I, if I feel like touching the breast of my, we sit together and I can, it's like they can sit and their hands are going up under the skirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the hand is in the breast. You don't have a breast. Well, oh, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. And the teachers will be called homophobic if they speak. If a boy does it to a girl, they are allowed to talk. But if it's a girl to girl or a boy to boy, you better not say anything. Because of that, it's become, it's tough, it's difficult. Look, I told at the church last week, we don't have bad children, we have a bad situation. I don't know how many of you would have survived if we had cell phones and internet free Wi-Fi all the time. Yeah, because I remember, even me, without internet, when we had the pornographic Playboy magazines, we have one page, and sometimes we are watching, we are watching, and then we tear. And then somebody has the breast, and you have the vagina, you have the tie, you have the... T- and then, now, we have to compromise. You bring, bring your breast, and I'll give you my vagina. That's how we do it. And let's piece it together so that we can enjoy it. And then we, we go to a corner. You bring your part to a bring. We piece it together. We step it up. And then we say, don't show it to anybody. Lord have mercy. Do you think I would have survived? You think I would have survived? You wouldn't have survived though. If we had freedom, it's a bad situation. We need to pray. We need to help them. We need to navigate them till they are smart enough. Because otherwise, the next thing is they don't want is come to a point where if you see your son likes a girl, even if they fornicated, you say glory to God. Glory. Father, thank you that my son likes vagina. Thank you. Before you even deal with the situation, you go and give a thanksgiving offering. And then you come and spank the child. Hey! What a world. Bible says the whole world lieth in wickedness. Your son has been found fornicating. And the next thing you did, you gave a thanksgiving offering. One mother told me, I don't mind having a child out of wedlock. But this woman to woman, I will reject you because God rejected them. That's what the mother told me. See, I don't mind if you bring a woman at your teenage, I'll take care of the woman, the, the child. But if you bring a woman as, your, as a daughter, your, your wife, I will re- because God gave them up. So I'll give you up. You will never, I will never call you my child. That was the only threat that told the child away. It's a difficult world. It's a sign of the coming end times. What was I saying? Those who don't leave you. To whom shall we go? The danger is within the walls. It's on the internet. On the PlayStation. On all these things. And some of you are so foolish. Not you, but those who do that. Because of your riches. Your riches has gone into your head. You have a television in your child's room. In another child's room. You have a big screen. You have internet for the three-year-old. And you have a, 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 a iPad, a iPad for the four-year-old. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? If you don't have time to train your children, 
don't subject them to evils that will destroy them. You will have more trouble. You will have more trouble. Stop that nonsense. You are irresponsible. That's why you make an iPad train your child. And you put Wi-Fi on it. I won't do it. Cry all you want. It's not easy eh, when people are hooked to pornography. Hooked to when a woman enjoys a woman, it's hard to take them off. One mother actually hired a prostitute inside the hotel. Put the prostitute in with the son who says they're homosexual. For three days, the son didn't eat the woman. So, no, 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 no. The man said, hey, when I was me, if they had given me three days like that, I would have killed her. Look, look. Listen. This is just by the way, just by the way, just by the way. But it's a real thing. This is a Lycos to Lycos. You may think that it is, the Holy Spirit knows why he interjected this here. Somebody's child is being saved in Jesus' name. And those demons, they are the only demons that are vying for positions behind the pulpit. Madras Union, don't ask that, give us a place. Thieves Union, don't ask, give us a place behind the pulpit. Liars Union, don't say that. But this, they said, give us a place in the pulpit, marry our people, make us go to the high places and give us churches. Its walls are patrolled day and night against invaders. But the real danger is wickedness within the city. Then the next verse. The next verse. Fifth column. Everything is falling apart. Threats and cheating are rampant in the streets. You are amazed. Because I protected what happened. I thought we were a tight group. But these are the people that cause trouble. It is not an enemy who taunts me. I could have borne it. I could bear it. Bear that. It's not my enemies, not my foes who so arrogantly insulted me. I could have hidden from them if I knew that enemies had invaded, I could have run. But instead, it is you, my equal, my companion, my close friend, Judas, you who carried the money box. Instead, verse 14. Verse 14. What good fellowship we once enjoyed as we walked together to the house of God. That is it. Verse 20 and 21. It's real. It's real. Verse 20 and verse. As for my companion, he betrayed his friends. He broke his promises. Verse 21. His words were as smooth as butter, but in his heart is war. His words are soothing as lotion, but underneath are daggers. This is how to whom shall we go, people? They are entrapped. There's something called the, 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 the aggression, frustration, aggression theory in psychology. When somebody is trapped, they become aggressive. Don't feel trapped. Talk about it. Seek help. Even if you means telling them time will tell. That why are you accusing me? It doesn't matter that it's your bishop's wife. Don't be rude. Just be open. 
Be real. There's nothing wrong with speaking. You can do nothing against the truth, but for the truth. If it's the truth, speak it out. Feel it. Offended. So what? We all get offended. Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 29, who is offended and I'm not? Who is weak and I'm not? Who is offended and I'm not? In King James. Who is weak and I'm not feeling tired? You're not alone, man. So that's the group. To whom shall we go? May you never be in that room. One person told that I've been planning this for one year. Yeah. They said, oh, I've been making this decision about leaving for one year. One year? Really? I just didn't know what to do. And we are making us talk, talk, talk. You made your decision. The next one is those who say, thou hast the words. To whom shall we go? Thou hast the words of eternal life. There are people who they believe in the words but they don't believe in the man they don't believe in the integrity of the man of God they believe the words your teachings are good your books are good there are people who orangulize and still teach from our books eh? there are people that like the preaching of our bishop they said it makes sense it rallies disciples. So they are out there and they are, there are people who come online to hear the preaching. But they don't want to associate with the man of God. I don't like him. I like your words but I don't like you. You can't do that. Those are the people that say, oh, after all, he's doing these things because of the Oibo factor. Because of his education. Because of this. And those are the people that say that he's a man. He's a male chauvinist. It's cholerism. I hate his cholerism. Those are the people that say, Bishop, you are a man of knowledge and not experience. So I like your knowledge, but you don't have experience. You have a good background. That's why you're good. Your message is good to preach. I like messages to preach, so I'll preach. They are come for meetings, but they don't socialize. They don't socialize because they, they have questions about the man of God. They think the preaching is good. They think the word is good. But I, you know, this is the man of God here, the man of God. Look, we are all fallen human beings trying to do our best for the Lord. If you dig deeply into my life, you'll find faults. I don't doubt it. And so will I find when it comes to you. Only that I have put my life in public. Even as I'm telling my stories. Some of you say he's too proud or he's too this or he's too that. But you, perhaps when you came here, you would have been standing here. No windows. That's why your preaching is not nice. My life is public and that's why you can criticize me. I'm not surprised that you don't like me, although you like my message. You have the words. So God has given you the words, but I don't like you. Hmm. <laughs> you have the words of eternal life. And such people, their, 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 their churches don't flourish. Then the next one, is, what does it say? Verse 69. And we believe. 
and are sure that thou art the Christ, there are people who believe. They just believe. They are acting by faith. It's not bad, but it's not the ultimate. I believe. We believe. You know, there are sometimes you act by faith, but you are not convinced. You know, look, I, I don't know whether this will work, but I'm doing by faith. It's, 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 there's something wrong with that. You know, there's, there's something wrong. I don't know. You know, I'm not really sure about this guy, but I'll marry him because, Charlie, I'm, I'm acting by faith. I'm acting by faith. So it looks spiritual, but it's, there's something very wrong. Yeah. And then the next one is, we believe. And the next is, and are sure. I like that one. I believe and I'm sure. Hello, when I was marrying your sister, I believed and I was sure that this is the right girl. This is the right girl. This is the right girl. Very spiritual. Very intelligent. Very smart. Very strong. You know, when I was married, I didn't want a strong person. I said, the way I'm strong, if I meet a strong And my friend, so I wanted a market woman. My next choice was a nurse. But the doctors kept coming my way. And the first doctor told me, because my father sells beer, she can't marry me. Because her father was a gynecologist. She doesn't know what to tell the parents. That the, the father, my father-in-law is a beer seller. So I couldn't, it couldn't work. I said, go. Today she wishes she had married me. By the grace of God, I didn't suffer for too long before this beautiful, hippie with dimples. Oh! Her legs, even one, you would like to have it. With a lovely voice. Look, sometimes I put ice cream in the dimple. I tell you, I put ice cream here and as it's melting going into the mouth, I go for my ice cream. So, yeah. Yeah. Dimples. It's so deep, I can eat ice cream from within. And when I take my time, it melts and I tilt her head and it pours into the mouth and I go for my ice cream. I suck it out. Come on now. Saxon power. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Saxon power. Give my ice cream to me. And then we taste it together. By the time we are crying. Clap for the Lord Jesus. Singing alto. I'm singing tenor. Oh, how good and how pleasant when brethren dwell together in harmony. Harmony. We are harmonizing. It's so beautiful. It is called a duet. It's not a mass choir. Ladies and gentlemen, I believe and I'm sure Yes, 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 12. He says, in spite of that, I suffer these things. Nevertheless, I suffer these things. Yet, I am not ashamed. For I know whom I have believed. And I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. I am fully persuaded. Yes, sir. 
You know, so when I, I believe and I'm sure that I'm in the right place, you have to be convinced. You have to ask yourself, is it not this place that I didn't believe in myself, but they chose me to be a pastor? Is it not a testimony? Is it not this place that when I was still messing up, they still accommodated me, they trained me, I got anointed here, I got to know how to preach here, even to know the scriptures, to see what a bad pastor is, I learned it from here. In his bad pastoral work, he still trained me. Is it today that I should become a rap shaky voice on Facebook? Is it today that I should now talk to people and now criticize? Do you know what you are criticizing? Bible says, and Miriam and they criticize Moses because of the Ethiopian woman. Is it Egyptian? Ethiopian woman she admired. And the Bible says, and for she had, he had married an Ethiopian woman. Bible emphasized that it's true. It's true. And so what? They criticized and Bible says it's true. He had married an Ethiopian woman. And so what? And so what? God still likes him. Who will be perfect? There is none perfect. No, not one. So accusations, there are three types. The ones that are true, the ones that are half truth, the ones that are false. Whichever it is, you have no business. You have no business. To criticize? No, no, no. I am content. I will defend my father even if he's wrong. Yeah. Even if he is wrong. I am saying, even if he's wrong. No, no, get this. Even if he's wrong, it is my father. Listen, I told my sister that I was not going to name my child after my father because my father multiplied, I mean, wives. I told my, 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 my sister. My sister told me, brother, your father is a polygamist. Because of that, you're not going to honor him by naming after your child. Is it not the polygamist who has brought you up? That today you can marry one wife. Brother, don't say that. My sister told me. My sister defended my father even in his polygamous, whatever states that I had. She, who was not a Christian, convinced me that it's the right thing to do to honor him. And he said, as for training, it is a father who gives. And so you can't blame your father's behavior on what your child will become because you named after. Because you became something in spite of who he is. So brother, honor the father. Oh, what a sister. What a sister. Immediately, I changed. And I'm so happy I did. So happy I did. So happy I did. Not because he's right, but because he's my father. And a father deserves honor, not correction. Me to come and correct. Come and correct what? What do I know? Do I understand the circumstances? If I was in that position, could, could I, well, maybe I would have married 10. Yeah, the way my waist is. Yeah. My father had a limp and had three wives. If I didn't have a limp and I was an unbeliever, hey, his waist was compromised, but he had three wives. And if his genes are within me with an uncompromised waist, come on now. Only wives know. Clap for Jesus. We believe and are sure. 
when my sons were suffering in school, they brought them together. My first year of my son's schooling was difficult. He didn't understand the language. It was so fast. It was COVID. And therefore, they were on the screen. He was not used to it. And he failed four out of eight exams. They were about to withdraw him. And Bishop Dempsey said, no. There are circumstances, adjustment, and all kinds of things. Allow him. We will teach him. We will get some medical students. That's a family. Is it today that I'm offended? How can one offense change, erase all the years? Are you the only one who's offended? Look, if I tell you my offenses, eh, that is making me stand. It is your stripes that actually bring you promotion. Yes. When God was about to promote Abraham, he tested him with his son. It is what is you, you are faced with that you pass. That qualifies you. When I said God will, time will tell. God knows. It was a good statement. And look at me today. Preaching powerfully and beautifully under the anointing and power. The same man who I said has accused me and I was to whom shall we go? His anointing I am carrying and excited about. everyone who is offended your next thing if you can pass is a promotion it's a promotion it's a test the devil makes it a temptation but you call it a test and pass a test anytime you are about to write final exams what you are seeing is this is stressful but what you should be looking at is the promotion to the next grade. You're about to go to college. You're about to become a doctor. You're about to become something. You're about, it means more money. Please, don't say to whom shall we go. I believe and I'm sure. I'm fully persuaded. <sighs> Paul said something. When the people became offended, he asked them, where is the blessedness? What about the past? He said in Genesis, Galatians chapter 4 from verse 13, says, you know how through my infirmities, my weaknesses of the flesh, I had problems. I still preached the gospel to you at the first time. I had issues. You all know I had issues. A thorn in the flesh. Only God knows what Paul was doing. And he acknowledged, I had issues in my flesh. Yeah, Paul had issues in the flesh. You know how through infirmity, weaknesses of the flesh, I still preach the gospel to you at the first. And my temptation, Paul had issues, eh? Only he didn't describe the detail. My temptation, which was in my flesh, you despise not. Because you heard that, you know, I had a girlfriend. When I was in Ghana and, um, you know, when they sent me to Dansuman, you know, as the girl was helping me to carry chairs, by the time I realized the chairs was carrying the girl and the girl was carrying me and I was carrying the girl. So what? So what? It was my infirmity in the first. It has changed. By the way, it's not true. It's not true. Yes, I'm just using it. I didn't blow anybody on any chair. As I look at you. Shame on you. H-A-P-P-Y. Shame. H-A-P-P-Y. Shame. 
and my temptation, which was in my flesh, you despised not, nor rejected. You didn't reject me. But you received me as an angel of God, even as Christ Jesus. This is how to answer people who say, your pastor is this, your pastor is that nonsense. Then he asked them, where is then, then where is the blessedness you spoke of in the past? For I bear you record that if it had been possible, even those days, you would have even plugged out your eyes, your own eyes, and have given it to me. I might therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth. Clap for Jesus. A camp without loyalty is not a camp. A little loyalty must be thrown in there. Those who don't leave you. Yeah. How? Do you remember how you used to treat me? You used to like me. Is it today that you can call me a cult leader? Yeah, really? You remember the time? You remember the time you should sing it after? Yeah. Is it today? Where is the blessedness you spoke of? You would have plucked up your eyes and given it to me. Oh, beloved, you should say, Ah, I am you, thou art, I believe, and I'm sure that thou art. The next one is to say that you are that Christ. That's the next group who are able to say you are that Christ. You are that Christ. I believe and I am convinced that you are that Christ. Do you know what that means? That Christ. That Christ is specific. Christ means the anointed one. But that word that, in you are that person who was anointed for me. Yeah. You carry a specific anointing, customized for me. That is the anointing that has made me a pastor. Yeah. Yeah. Custom made. I believe and I'm sure that thou art, not the Christ, not the Christ, that Christ, that anointed one, the one who was anointed for me, God anointed you and my name, I am linked up with your ministry by connection, spiritual connection, customized. I believe that you are that one that was for me. Every minister is giving somebody for your ministry. Every minister. Somebody is given to help you. You are that Christ. You are that Christ. Somebody say, I believe and I'm sure that you are that Christ. Specifically anointed one. That is why um, this guy, Elisha said and came to pass. He says that, ask what I shall give you. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. You are the one whose anointing I am craving, coveting. Yeah. My anointing is for you. You are that Christ. Hallelujah. It's hallelujah. First Corinthians said, 3 verse 5, Who then is Paul and who is Apollos? But they are ministers by whom you believed, even as the Lord gave to every man. Every man is giving some minister who is that Christ for you. Who is that Christ for you. For me, Bishop, that is that Christ for me. Bishop Joel is that Christ for me. They are both, they are my Moses and my Aaron. Is it today that I should fight Bishop Joel? Is it today that I should pass Bishop, Bishop Richard? What's wrong with you? 
Is this should fight Sister Marka? Or Bishop Kweku? No. They are human beings who are trying. They will have infirmities. Paul, even Paul, had infirmities. He was not rejected. He was not refused. He had the temptation in the flesh. Some of the pastors can become very carnal, even bishops. In their approach to certain things. So what? They are trying. They are trying. As you would have tried if it was you. Clap for the Lord Jesus. I know that sometimes they can be unreasonable. They can be funny. They can be almost unchristian even. Paul said, so was I. But where is the blessedness? Where is the blessedness? Clap for the Lord Jesus. And finally, you are that Christ. You are truly, you are that Christ. And number six, number six, number six, three times. I see. You are that Christ and you are truly of God. It says, and we believe, verse 69, and are sure that thou art that Christ, the son of the living God. You are of God. What you are doing of God. You are not a cult. You are God's gift to me. You are God's sent to me. Amen. You know, the Bible says in Matthew chapter 23, verse 37, O Jerusalem, Jerusalem, thou that killest the prophets and stones them which are sent unto you. How often I would have gathered thy children together, even as a hen gathered her chickens under her wings, and you would not. Behold, your house is left unto you desolate. For I say unto you, you shall not see me you want to see the presence of God, you shall not see me henceforth until you shall say, blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Until you see a blessing in the person who has sent to you, you will not see the presence of God. When you can say, blessed is my bishop, blessed is my pastor, blessed is my convener who has been sent to me. You want to see the presence of God, the power of God, the anointing of God, the man of God sent to you must be a blessing to you sincerely in your heart. Thou art that Christ. Thou art sent a son of the living God. You are a child of God for real. You are sent from God. You are God sent. I believe in your ministry. I am a son. I want to serve with you in ministry. I like you. I love you. And sometimes I look at Bishop Dad and I look at the gray hair. I even ask Lord, when gray hairs come, let it come on this side. Let it come this side and this side. It's fine to me. Or here and here. Yeah. I'm looking for it. I'm looking for it. Just, it's not that it's any, it doesn't bring an anointing. That's not it. But it's just, it's just nice. It's just nice. Just nice. It's an admiration of the grace and when you admire the grace upon his life for a while you see that you even admire the person yeah like that woman who came admired the grace on Jesus Christ and brought the oil now he swept down anointed his feet wiped his hair with it washed it and went and cleaned it by the hair and oh and kissed the feet there's an affection that you should develop to the man of God and I believe that those who don't leave must run through these stages to find yourself. And in case you have not gone to stage six and seven,
get yourself there. Get yourself there. Get yourself there. Until you believe that thou will believe and assure that thou art that, that Christ for me. The son of the living God. Not that is Jesus. No, I'm giving you expression because Jesus Christ asked Peter, who do men say that I am? Say, Tom, say thou art uh, 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 what? Elias, thou art uh, Jeremiah, thou art one of the prophets. And then he said, but who do you say that I, the son of God, am? In other words, in my humanity, I know that I'm human. As I stand here, he's called the son of man. Who do you say that there's me, the son of man is? He presented as a son of man. But how do you see me? In my humanity that I've interacted with you, you see me have diarrhea and all. How do you still see me? And then Peter said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus was amazed and said, flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father which is in heaven. Because of that, you qualify. Based on this, now you, Simon by Jonah, you shall be called Peter. You are going to become a part of the working process of the church. A fragment of the church. Now that you see the anointing, you can be used upon this rock. I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. When you are anointed, you've been given your place because of your faith in the anointing on the man of God. You are given a place and that place is the rock, part of the rock. And nobody, no demon. Now, thou art the, the, no, no demon. And the gates of hell shall not prevail. They will fight you, but they will not prevail against you. And the next verse in verse 19, Matthew 16, verse 18, 19, is that, and now I give you the keys of the kingdom of God from today. Whatsoever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. What you lose on earth shall be lose in heaven. Your voice now carry heavenly significance and heavenly relevance. And that is why it says, Paul, I know. Jesus, I know. You, sons of Sceva, who are you? Demons can respond when you are anointed. They know your name because of the anointing. May you be a part of the ministry. May you be a part of the Abrahamic command. May you be a part of the commission. May you be a part of that train who is not an Uber. May you be a part, a fragment. May your name be called Peter because you are part of Christ's rock that is building. May the gates of hell not prevail against you. May you be anointed with fresh oil. May the power to bind and to lose and for heaven to respond to your voice and to your call and to your ministry. You call things that be not as though they were. Because now, like Jacob who was converted to Israel, you have power with God and with men because you have believed. Although those who didn't leave, you are believed to the ultimate. May God grant you that grace and bless you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Please, take over. We're about to close. Who is coming? Hallelujah. Wow. Put your hands together. Be seated. We are closing. And then we'll come in three hours by the grace of God. Clap for the Lord Jesus.
Lorenzi, thank you for such a powerful word. Those who don't leave you, 